The Premier is expected to announce a brand new ministry, a Minister for Cities, which is part of the exact blueprint that apparently we need to help Sydney rise again. Anyway, uh, the Premier will announce a new Minister for Cities, part of the exact blueprint we need to help Sydney rise again. While lockdowns may be behind us, we've never needed vision and ambition for our great city as much as we do now. Who knows? Uh, Perhaps it might be... David Elliott, the New South Wales Minister for Police and Emergency Services, who could well be this new Minister for Cities. David joins me on the program. Hello, David. Good morning, Mark. How are you? <laughs> Good, thank you. I like the idea of uh, a new Minister for Cities uh, so that we can get some focus on the Central Coast, on the Blue Mountains, on the Illawarra, on Newcastle. All sounds pretty good to me. Well, it does. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what the Premier, who, who he's got in mind, my... Uh, my, um, in, I've got really a strong bias, as I've discussed with you before, for Newcastle and Hunter Valley because yeah. that's where Mum and her family are from. So uh, uh, they probably will rule me out because they know that I'll make Newcastle the capital of Australia. Yeah. Newcastle the capital of Australia. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? Hey, I'm sure the people up at Newey would enjoy that. Now, I just want to get to this issue. And you were in the press this week. Uh, unfortunately, you had to uh, refer somebody in Borkham Hills in the Hillshire to the Independent Commission Against Corruption. Now, I know that you, you're not going to say too much about this, um, but we need to ensure, of course, that anybody who runs for local government declares their interests, David, because it's in everybody's best interest. Well, that's right, and, and we all have to do it. Um, I mean, I, I both the Liberal Party, when I was endorsed as a candidate, and then, of course, uh, every year the Parliament, I mean, they go through us like a dose of salt, uh, wanting to know, you know, my um, financial situation, what, what my wife owes, where my kids work. Uh, so, I mean, we do have to have a higher level. There is a higher level of scrutiny when it comes to public office and but the matter you're referring to I mean just as a matter of um, a matter of course whenever somebody makes an allegation to an MP the MP has no real um, discretion they have to refer it on Uh, and if they don't refer it on well then the MP can get into a significant amount of trouble so um, that's what I do Uh, whenever somebody makes a complaint we my office triages it and we try to find out you know is it a police matter is it a MICAC matter is it a Crime Commission matter, is it Australian Federal Police, Border Force, whoever, and then we send it off to the appropriate authorities. All right, you wrote an opinion editorial this week in the Daily Telegraph that I quite enjoyed. Uh, You say, Dominic Perrottet and I have a lot in common. We're both suburban dads, both came up through the young Liberals and both cut our teeth in the corporate world before heading into politics. And ironically, we can both say that Paul Keating has motivated us in some way. Uh, why? Why did Paul Keating motivate you, David Elliott? Well, as I said in the editorial, I mean, I, I just get frustrated when people try to rewrite history. And, and, and if it's any consolation to people that don't have the same political views as me, I've, I've been just as hard on my own side as I have on, on, on the Labor side. But, I mean, I, I lived through the recession we had to have. And I remember, you know, Dad being out of work, I, I've got, I vividly remember us having a sort of good-natured, you know, friends leaving groceries on the front door growing yeah. up in, in, in Bankstown where uh, where, um, where work was tough and 50% youth unemployment at the time. So uh, I, I I just get a bit narky about when when people try to write in Paul Keating as the greatest treasurer the world's ever had. And, you know, I, I just I don't think he was the greatest treasurer we ever had. I think, I think actually we may find, as much as I've got a lot of... Um, 
respect for um, uh, for uh, for Josh Frydenberg and and yes. um, and certainly um, certainly Peter Costello. Mm. I think you'll find that the best is ahead of us when it comes to the treasurers because. Uh, uh, I think what we're seeing right now, the restructuring, even with this city's announcement by Premier Perrottet today, yeah. and the work that um, and the work that Josh has been doing, and I must say, I mean, there are the Labor premiers around the state, that, uh, around the country, that are doing a, a good job to make sure their economies um, don't dip. Ever ever heard of Wayne Swan? I thought he was half decent. Yeah, you and I might have a different opinion on that one. All right. um, <laughs> Didn't he but, not steer us through the global economic crisis? He did. He certainly did with the um, uh, with um, with the with the GFC. Yeah. Um, but you know what? On on when I look at the Rudd government, and there were good things that came out of the Rudd government. There's no denying that, and I, and I say that um, without any malice or uh, yes, yes. Or, 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 or vexatious uh, undertones. But what I will say about that government is that the 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 good ministers carried the bad ministers. Um, and I, in, the Prime Minister that I think has been the most underrated in the last 25 years, and, and I know my side vilified her, but it was Julia Gillard. I think that we, I think history is going to be kinder to Julia Gillard than contemporary commentators That's were. That's why I like you, David, because I agree entirely with you. I think history will view Julia Gillard as a, a good uh, Prime Minister and a much better Minister. I mean, the, the odds were stacked against it with a hung Parliament and having to rely on those, uh, you know, recalcitrant uh, cross benches and all the rest of it. Uh, just speaking of federal politics, I noticed, uh, well, the last week or so since you and I have had a discussion that um, you've had to say you're not going anywhere. You have committed to staying in state politics as as the Premier works to prevent his MPs <coughs> being, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe subconded into some sort of federal uh, seat leading into the next election. So this isn't unusual. This happens, you know, every every federal election they look around and they say, because it, ha- it happens... It generally does happen because every federal election there's a state MP that jumps ship. Yeah, okay. And every federal election people try to second guess which state MPs are going to jump ship. But um, I'm committed to Dominic Perrottet, whichever job he wants me to do. And if that's a backbencher, well, that, that's a backbencher. And, you know, I'll, oh, I'll, I doubt I'll that. Come on. Well, but I mean, I'm, you know, <laughs> politics, there's no, there's no exact science in politics. <laughs> so um, I'll do whatever he wants me to do. But... I, to you know, to be frank, Marcus, we've just appointed a new police commissioner. She starts next yes. month. Yes, and it would be and and as we as we steer the police force out of um, COVID as a COVID response force and mm-hmm. into back being a community based law enforcement agency, uh, and and we are going to have a difficult summer um, right up until March or April when it comes to storms and floods. Sure, uh, I think it probably would be very. It would be not only. Um, overly ambitious of me to, to make the jump. I actually think it would be um, it, it wouldn't be healthy for the for the agencies that I represent or the or the community the government that I serve. Um, so I, I'm 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 flattered. Is it something that I've always had an eye on? Absolutely. You know it's like it's like it's like saying to a backbencher, do you you know you do you ever want to be a minister? Everybody's got ambition in politics. And that's a healthy thing. Never I, say I don't think never. That we should be You're only a yeah, young I'm, man, David. I'm 51, actually, Marcus. So um, it's uh, it's I'm on the wrong side of uh, the half century, but I did make it. There's plenty plenty of ex-girlfriends' fathers said that I would. <laughs> um, so uh, I uh, I got yeah I, I had that time to to, to to consider where else I want to serve um, right. and what else I want to do. Good to chat as always. Uh, we'll touch base again next week. Thank you. Thanks, Marcus. Talk to you soon.